0: Healthcare is a very resilient industry. It's not going away, and we are so well positioned to continue to take advantage of the, the of the market conditions that await us.
1: Hello everybody, and once again, thank you so much for joining us here on Compass One Connections. I am your host, Tommy Kane, and I am absolutely thrilled of who our guest is going to be today. We are joined today by the CEO of Compass One Healthcare, Mr. Bobby Qte. Bobby, thank you so much for joining us here on
0: Compass One Connections. Thank you. I'm really, really excited to be here.
1: We had you on, uh, I believe it was about maybe a year and a half, two years ago. We had a great conversation. I don't know what's taken us so long to get you back on, but I'm glad you're back on with us.
0: I guess I'm back by popular demand.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Bobby, let's start this conversation off. I think a lot of people out there that are watching and listening to this really just want to know, we're coming to the end of the year. Um, how would you sum up fiscal year 21 as a company for us? And there's still a lot going on with the pandemic and having to deal with that. But how would you sum it up from your
0: standpoint? Great question. Um, the market, the market's clearly in flux uh, with with all the elements of the pandemic. Um, Hospitals struggling financially due to some of their uh, lost revenues, uh, workplace challenges, uh, minimum wage challenges, clearly a lot of flux in the market, and a lot more focus on cost. Secondly, I would say that our competitors um, are much more aggressive. Uh, maybe for all the right reasons because we've been so successful against them, but they're more aggressive. They're going to get better. And I think we've got to continue staying focused on our um, philosophy around operational excellence and uh, delivering beyond expectations for our customers, et cetera. And then finally, I mean, I could take the whole podcast talking about our people, right? Our people, before the pandemic were great. They're extraordinary now. They've been nonstop for 18 months. Yeah. Non-stop, I mean, sacrificing their own personal well-being in certain situations to support their fellow team members or to meet customer expectations. People talk about resilience. Our people are truly resilient. And it, Tommy, it really reminds me of something I've said a hundred times. One of the biggest silver linings from the COVID pandemic has been the fact that our people, all of our people, whether it be the frontline associate up to the division president, all of them, their positions and their stature within the communities they serve, the hospitals they serve, has clearly been elevated.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think at the end of the day, when we take a look back at this past year, even the year before that, I mean, the thing that just stands out to me, and I just see it from my standpoint, you see the whole company, is just really the people and the resilience of our people. It just speaks volumes, doesn't it? Hundreds of stories
0: that I've heard. Some I've experienced firsthand. A lot of people I've talked to throughout the company. Some of the sacrifice and the extra commitment they've made to ensure our success. Really pretty special.
1: Bobby, what would you say, what do you think it is that it is about the people that work with compass. I mean, what is it? Like, is there something that's like in the water, so to speak? I mean, everybody just seems to be on the same page and really want to just do the best job they can to represent themselves and the company. What is it? Do you, is there something you can, one thing you can put your finger on? It's,
0: you know, it's not a rose garden every day. Right. Obviously. Right. I honestly, and, and some people might think this is my North Carolinian warm and fuzzy kind of approach, but People have a purpose working here. They really identify with the culture of the company, who we are, what we stand for, what we believe, and just really how we get things done. And I think our culture and our business strategy are so closely aligned. Once someone makes the commitment and puts both feet in the tubbies, so to speak, to join our company and understand all the benefits that we have, all the value that we can bring to the patients that we serve and the customers we serve, it creates this like intrinsic purpose and, and meaningful uh, value. I think you just nailed it right on the head right there, Bobby. Um,
1: this again, let's go back to this past year. I know it was on so many challenges on so many fronts, but then you talk about our sales team and how wonderful of a year they had And in this infamous sales team. Why were they able to be so successful, Bobby, in light of everything that was going on this past year?
0: Our sales team, when you think about selling Prisma in South Carolina, Premier in Dayton, Health First in Florida, Baptist in Arkansas, Beth Israel in Boston, Texas Health Resources, Memorial Care in California, Coast to Coast, it's an amazing sales team, but it's an amazing group of people that support the sales team to be successful. It's everybody rowing in the same direction in a collaborative winning spirit, making it happen. It's just amazing to me, the statistics that we see come across as far as year
1: in and year out, how the sales team continues to do so well. And then this past year, I mean, just
0: crazy good stuff. I mean, and just- our, our total company results. I mean, we're going to have double digit top line growth. Wow. Uh, the sales team is going to sell three hundred and seventy five million dollars worth of business. Um, two hundred and eighty plus new hospital service openings. Our day sales outstanding have improved five days, and every operating division, every operating division will meet or exceed their targets. really uh, pretty amazing what uh, what's happened, you know
1: that's for sure. that's for sure. Talk to me a little bit of just about the uh, the this, the transition team, the stability, and then the third-party validation when, of all the sales stuff. When you hear those buzzwords of validation and stability, what does that mean when it comes from a sales
0: standpoint? When I think when I think about like our new business team and strategic projects, clearly one of their differentiators for us as a company, we get off to a great start with new customers through our common goals, expectations, meetings, and then the new business transition team and strategic projects takes it from there, obviously with supportive operations and all the support teams, um, really big difference. And then the third party validations with Press Ganey, modern healthcare, Morrison being recognized as a number one company, uh, modern healthcare, uh, based on feedback from the employees, pretty special. The feedback from Glassdoor, from SG2, there's just tons of right. third-party validations r- regarding how we're doing, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, there really is. And it's just uh, and it's all just fantastic. Let's talk about the next 12 to 24 months. What kind of challenges did you see the company facing over the next year or two years? I mean, obviously, the pandemic's not going away anytime soon. It's not going to just happen overnight where it's going to be gone. So what do you see the challenges
0: for the next couple of years? Um these challenges are they, they're probably some of the most pronounced that I've I've witnessed in my career at Compass. Sure. Workplace challenges are are the obvious things that probably everybody listening or watching this uh, realize that uh, recruitment of talent, um, the, the retention of talent, the willingness to convince uh, a somewhat skeptical audience or, or applicant pool to come into healthcare. I mean, it's even, it's even more exaggerated today than it's been in past years. Some people just don't wanna work in healthcare, you know? So, but the workplace challenge for me is more than that. It's the, it's the mental fatigue. It's mm-hmm. the, um, what we talked about earlier, it's our people been nonstop for 18 months. I was with a manager recently and he shared with me that he's worked 47 straight days, didn't have time to spend with his 12 year old daughter, nine year old son. And it's just, it pains me, but our people, to what we've talked about, are, are totally committed to driving the culture of the company, um, helping us be successful and helping uh, the customers achieve their goals as, as well. So the workplace challenges. Are more than just the, the the recruiting and retention of talent, but it's we've got to look um, we've got to look in the mirror and make sure that we're doing everything to care for each of our team members and have a caring heart and a, a in li- a listening spirit as it relates to um, the the people and ha- having empathy and and uh, and and really being available to our fellow team members.
1: Yeah, I think it's so important, Bobby. The people like yourself and upper management that they that they recognize what is going on out there with everybody in the in the workforce, and just knowing that they're putting in forty seven straight days and not seeing their family or whatever, and just really making a point of, of, of acknowledging that that is going on and just know, letting those people know that you guys are there to support them and to help them in any way you can. I think that's pretty powerful stuff.
0: It's easy. It's easy for me to say that, you know, but I I really internalize it because I've heard from our people and we're working, um, and investing with our HR teams to, um, to ensure that we're there for our people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very important. Um, so we talked about the challenges that the company is going to be facing. What are where is the company going over the next few years? What are we looking for as far as like expanding the business and the MCC collaboration all that kind of stuff? Where are we looking for the next few years as a as a business?
0: The toil the next 12 months for me are clearly upping our game with our people. Doing it just what we talked about, doing everything we can to be there for them. So that that's number 1 without any question you know, we are part of a publicly traded company. So there are financial expectations. There are expectations around new business and retention and uh, free cash flow, et cetera. So apart from all that, um, a couple of things big on my list are working um, with a group of folks to try to unburden our um, on-site management people, um, they We bombard them with stuff, and they're in the throes of working with short staffing, um, dealing with the numerous uh, requests they get from their customers, and then we bombard them with stuff occasionally. And I'd like to manage that more effectively, to like free them up so yeah. that they can be all they can be, really. Um, the other thing that I think is really important, since we're sort of in this mini quasi- hybrid approach and dealing with our customers is make sure that we haven't lost touch and contact that, that personal touch. I mean, it's great to do a zoom call or a team's call, but you do lose a bit of the intimacy when you're not with your customers day to day, you know, it's not not day to day, but in a, on a, on a socialized basis. Sure. I'm real, I'm really pumped about what we're doing with uh, ambulatory care and the MOB business and uh, patient observations, I think two great growing opportunities for us that we're investing heavily in. Really excited about broadening our strategic partnerships with, with the ANA and SG2 and Vizient and Health Trust and uh, Prescaney You mentioned the MCC. We had another great year this past year with the MCC. But there is over 6 billion dollars of new business available to us within our existing customer base. Yeah. 6 billion. Just within our top 42 customers, there's a bill 1.3 billion dollars of new cross-selling business opportunities. So a lot more focus there. And then and then find fi- there's never a finally because the list could go on forever. Sure, sure. But I really do want us to get even more serious and genuine around diversity and inclusion so that we can empower our people to feel like they have a comfortable avenue to communicate to us their needs and wants and that they feel included and respected and part of the team. Yeah, very, very
1: important. And that just goes back to the whole people culture and just making sure everybody's taken care of. Do you have any closing thoughts and remarks you'd like to share with everybody while you're on our our Connections Cup,
0: podcast? And I promise you it won't be another year and a half before we have you back on. Yeah, there are a couple of things. Uh, One is it's around our people having a comfortable feeling that I and the senior management team are willing to, um, continue to invest heavily, uh, to ensure that our operators and all of our support teams have the tools to, um, succeed and to impress our customers. So like we are, we're investing heavily into our uh, fiscal year 22 budget to, uh, um, you know, in all of our respective areas to continue delivering, to keep our market shared leadership position and to continue differentiating. The second thing for me, and I'm not sure how to clearly articulate this, but one of the strengths that I've realized, I've always realized it, but it became even more profound for me during, during COVID and what we've gone through over the last 18 months is the tenure and stability of our company. Mm. That's important. It's important from a customer when they're making a the decision on our company. But one thing that really hit me is it creates this inherent trust among all of us as fellow employees. Right. And that inherent trust to me then says, we're all in this thing together. We're, we, got, we got another tough 12 months ahead, I think. And the trust and respect that we developed through our company. Um, and for each other, I think is going to be a huge element in our continued success and development. And then I guess a final thing would be, um, really, any small act of kindness towards another person is never wasted. It's never wasted. Um, And having empathy and kindness towards others, I think, is really, really important. Yeah, very well very well I, said. I think that's my, the end of my closing remarks. Oh, I would also say, despite all the flux and changes in the market, we as leaders have to be the ones that are steadfast and have the steady hands and uh, make sure that we're directing the company in an ethical and responsible and caring manner. And it's really incumbent on, upon us to maintain our positive attitude so that we can hammer through the many challenges that we've already discussed and some of the ones we haven't discussed.
1: Yeah. I think all those points are, I mean, they ring true with everybody that's going to be listening to this, I'm sure because everybody's been going through this, this last couple of years with, um, you know, with questions in their mind, but hard work ethic in their hearts and everything else and trying to do the right thing. And, I think that uh I think the future's bright although it's going to be a little rocky like you said for the next couple of years and trying to get through all this I think the future continues to be bright so that's awesome. Um Bobby is there anything you would like to just say a personal note if you were talking directly to the people that are listening if you could just give them a personal quick little snippet to say hey this is coming right from me Bobby Kite and what would you say to the people listening directly to them
0: I hope uh, as I as I was um Talking through this, I hope it rings r- loud and clear how focused I am on the people, their mental well-being, their the care and um, spirit we have around our people. And I would um, I, I would like to just say that I am I'm all hands on deck here. I want to do whatever I can. Um, I even want to suggest if if uh, people listening. Have an interest or need to email me or call me. We're here. I mean, don't don't lose sight of our culture and and why we're in this game and why we selected to be in healthcare. It's a uh, it's a great industry. Uh, it not it not only demonstrated to us as as uh, caring folks within Compass One, but all throughout Compass and and the world at large that healthcare is a very resilient industry. It's not going away, and we are so well positioned. To continue to take advantage of the, the of the market conditions that await us,
1: Bobby. I will. Um, I, I as being one of those people that's uh, out in the the field doing the things that we do here at the company. I got to tell you that your leadership is the one of the main reasons why we've been able to fight through this pandemic the last year and a half, and while everybody out there is. Is uh, continuing to do well. The sales team's doing well. The, everything across the boards because people like yourself and the leadership and the the genuine caring spirit that you portray across the company trickles all the way down. So uh, I want to thank you for that, and I want to thank you for taking the time to join us
0: on Compass One Connections today. Bobby, it's a great having you on. Thank you, and and as always, um, it's great seeing you, and um, it is it's clearly a team effort everybody whether it's the folks that work directly for me or all the way through the organization our management team at all levels have really stepped up and and delivered some fantastic results and i think they're uh, they're in they're in it to win it you know they're in it to continue to to distinguish us among our competitors
1: and uh, bobby thank you again so much for your time and we will have you back on compass one connections before another year and a half i promise you that
0: <laughs> thank you and thanks to everybody for listening as well you got it.
1: As always, thanks for joining us on Compass One Connections. I'm Tommy Kane. And be sure to rate us on the app you're using to listen. We'll see you next time.